she's on a passionate mission to change the lives of women. Since her days where she felt lost, had no one to confide in, had issues with body image and a terrible relationship with food, she now helps women to relove themselves. On her journey of self-realization, she's participated in multiple fitness competitions, spoken on stages across Ontario, run boot camps for hundreds of clients, and provided professional makeup artist services for photo shoots, competitions, models, and magazines. These journeys and experiences have given her the expertise to help you achieve your own goals, whether it be to lose weight, connect on a deeper level with your loved ones, or to learn just how important it is to take time for yourself. You'll feel amazing beautiful and strong. Welcome to Relove and Rise. This is your life coach, Amanda Gazzola. Hello, this is Amanda Gazzola and we're back to the Relove and Rise podcast. I am with Steph McKid today, who is an online coach of the Operation Lean, as well as is in the network marketing business uh, for health and fitness. She helps women with making the right choices when it comes to supplements, as well as being a coach to them because accountability is one of the hugest things we need as women to make sure that we are paying attention to ourselves. And this is why I asked her to be on the program today because she literally rocked her stuff on stage and started her own journey that raised a lot of awareness with people watching her um, as she posted a lot of videos and fitness tips on her Facebook page. And now she does her, she's been doing her thing, what, for five years now, Steph? Yeah, yeah, since Haley was born. So That's amazing. Yeah. So welcome, Steph, to the show. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's good to see you again. It's good to see you. Um, Steph, also, when I first met Steph, she actually came from Calgary to Toronto area to do the Ultimate Fitness events as a bikini competitor. And that's when I first was like, whoa, who is this chick that came on stage? <laughs> I, I am also a fitness competitor, which is why I was there, but I was watching from the audience that day, her, and she just glowed, and she just looked so happy, and her smile just shined from like ear to ear. So thank you so much again for being here. So Steph, all, I ask everyone this as we start because I believe in morning routines and I just want to know what your version of a morning routine is. Well, that's actually kind of interesting. Mine's probably very different from most people because I, I work shift work. Um, so I, uh, I basically get home at 5.30 in the morning Wow. And uh, yeah, and I just, um, when I'm working my, like, because of my shift work, I get a lot more time off work. So when I'm working, I'm working my night shift, I get home at uh, 5.30, I sleep till I wake up, I go to the gym and I go back to work. Like, my work days are just like work and workouts. That's it. <laughs> and then on my days off, I tend to kind of stick to that a little bit. So every one of my days off, I'm recently divorced, unfortunately. So um, I have my daughter. Uh, on all my days off so I tend to I'm very lucky in that regard is she sleeps in too so that's awesome uh, and she stays up late with me <laughs> so we take she goes to afternoon kindergarten so uh, we just sleep until we wake up and then we usually just uh, like we've been playing cards lately in the morning after breakfast and um, that's usually when I do a lot of house cleaning and that kind of stuff getting that stuff out of the way and then I drop her off at school. I go to the gym. I'm like, I, on my days off, that's what I love about my shift work job is I do have a lot of days off to get all those things in that I need to do. So it's not like this big stress of uh, having to get everything done in those two days that most people have off. So 
Um, so yeah, it's pretty like by the time I leave, I've had two or three cups of coffee <laughs> and, uh, really? that's quite chill. Chill. Yeah, that is quite yeah. a different schedule. So I'm going to peel back that onion a little bit. So what is it that you do? Uh, right now I work for WestJet. Uh, well, that's my full-time job. So I work with WestJet. I'm, uh, currently in dispatch. So I write their flight plans. Um, so basically I tell the pilots that this is where you're taking off. This is what runway you're going to use. You're going to this direction. You're taking this route and you're getting to where you need to be. Um, it's very, very easy on a nice day, but on a poor weather day, finding alternates and having delayed flights and having to redo everything. And if they can't land, finding somewhere else that they can land that's legal, all that kind of stuff. That's what I would be doing. Wow. Telling them how much fuel they need, <laughs> like that kind of stuff. So wow. it's pretty important. Yeah, that's all super important, and uh, that can be very stressful, especially with the weather these days that we're having, too, Exactly, it's been all over the map, so. Yeah, it's funny, that's whenever funny. I'm working the Ontario, like, most of my fitness friends are from Ontario, so whenever I'm working that area and the weather is horrible, I'm always thinking about you guys, I'm like, oh, they're having a crappy day today. <laughs> it's funny how often you guys go through my head, it's, it's cool, but. That is yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, well, we appreciate you thinking of it. <laughs> so when you, so how long have you been doing WestJet then for? Uh, WestJet was basically out of necessity. Like, so I uh, stayed home with my daughter for four years. Um, before my daughter, I was a pilot. Um, and I would have really liked to go back to that work. However, um, in those four years, I let everything lapse obviously, because I was planning on staying home with Haley for a very long time. And um, so I let everything lapse. It would cost a lot of money to get that kind of all up and going again. Plus, I would end up away from home a ton, and I don't want that for Haley. So um, when I got divorced, obviously, you know, I have to take care of both of us now. So um, I had to go back to work. And aviation is just where, other than fitness, where the majority of my education is. So I went back there. I actually started as a flight attendant for six months, but that was really because that's where I had my experience was on the plane. So that's where I got hired. I knew I didn't want that though, because I was away from Haley so much. Um, so as soon as I was able to get my foot in the door, then I started kind of changing directions to where I wanted to be. So yeah, that's right. awesome. That's so cool. Because yeah. now that helps me understand because when you're like, oh, night shift and I'm like, oh, so you're more than just an online coach. You're also, uh, you were a pilot. You, what, what's <laughs> your position now then? A dispatcher. Dispatcher. And wow. So you are a woman of many hats there. <laughs> yes. Congratulations. So Thank with you. that said, how did now when you had Haley, how that's when the fitness journey started? Mm-hmm. So, so bring that in there. Yeah, let's hear about yeah. that. So really, it's kind of funny how it all came together because before I even was interested in the fitness competition, it was more that I don't want to say that like kids are an Im immense amount of work, but there was times that I, there's that time that you need a few hours to yourself, right? Yes, so I completely agree. So I was feeling like, you know, I have this weight to lose. Like I've always been fit and I've always been interested in fitness competitions and sports and all that kind of stuff but um so that was always on my mind you know like when can I get back to the gym and that kind of stuff and for those few weeks that I wasn't able to do anything but I also wanted time to myself I'm like well I got a few pounds to lose and I was also feeling 
like a little bit of, I, I had postpartum depression as well. So I was feeling a little bit down. I like, I was always reading quotes and yeah. all these kind of stink things. Right. So for the, I would always wake up earlier. Like obviously I'd be up all night with her, but then I'd wake up a couple hours before she would get up and I would just be on my laptop. And I'm like, I wanted to share all these things I was reading and things that I was doing to kind of help myself along the way. And, uh, that's when I decided to start a Facebook page to share those things. And then it just evolved into like, I want to do something really big for me and I want more motivation to lose this baby weight and all that kind of stuff. And then it just turned into, okay, I'm going to have this fitness competition goal. And then I just started, like, I didn't have a trainer or anything. I just started. Cause I, I have been a personal trainer since 2008, like just on and off. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I just started training myself and sharing my progress and the rest is just kind of history. It just kind of kept going and it became, at first it was really just one of my, you know, my personal goals that I was sharing along the way. And then as I got better and better at it and reading more and more and taking more and more courses, like I'm always learning more, I just decided I wanted to share that with everybody. So then I started training. <laughs> That's awesome. You have yeah. such a massive following for your journey and whatnot. And what I loved about it is that you brought so much awareness because you started to many, and this is coming from a lot of people that I see now, many people feel guilty. Many women feel guilty when they, you know, have some of them are ashamed to have postpartum and then, you know, they don't know how to do the first steps on moving forward with doing something for themselves. And yeah. it, that's where you're stuck in your head a lot. So that's what I loved is that you did something about it and took action to show that, Hey, I'm a mom. I have hardly slept all night, but this here makes me feel good. And I have to keep on doing it so that I can better serve my kid because yeah. you, know, you know that this kid is your life and is, yeah. but there is more to life than your kid because you want to share it. Your kid looks up to you and the last thing you want to do is the kid because the kid feels everything. So yeah, I love yeah. that about that. And that's yeah. how deep that I thought about it when you were starting to do that. I was just like, was wow, I want to be that type of a mom because yeah. you're, un you're, you're unstoppable that way. So that's <laughs> awesome. Well, it was like, uh, you were at fem camp, weren't you? Yes, I was. Yes. Okay. So yeah, that's where I thought we first met, but maybe it was competition first. But anyways, I ended up at Fem Camp, and even when I was there, I think that was actually just before my competition, to, to be honest, because I was still breastfeeding. So I had Haley at home, and then on our breaks from Fem Camp, I was pumping, and like it was like I, it was the best camp ever. But I had to like go through so many things to make it happen, like. I didn't want to leave my daughter at home and but I'm like I'm so glad I did that camp it's like one of those things as like a new mom if there's something that's like in your gut that you want to do and you don't feel like you know the money should be spent on you at that point or uh, that you shouldn't be leaving your daughter for a weekend or anything like that I'm like just do it because that fam camp was like my turning point really when it came that's to beautiful. the friends that I made um, the, like the friends that were there and the people that go to those kind of camps are so motivating to me and they're so driven and like people don't spend that kind of money on a, like a weekend camp if they're not driven for something big. And those people all started just kind of 
kind of in the same area because we, we talked a lot about self-esteem and stuff during yeah. that course and now the majority of my really good friends from that including you are just like their lives are blowing up like they're they just like all the roadblocks just seem to move out of your way and you realize what you're capable of and that your fears are what are holding you back and like it was just an, an amazing experience so like to all those moms that are kind of you know just living for their kid it's trust me <laughs> this will make you better for your kid like to take these for breaks sure. I just yeah. want goosebumps because exactly. <laughs> and that's that's the thing it's there you're talking about the self-awareness and you're realizing that if you feel good you want to keep spending that time with people that make you feel good and the people the majority of the people you spend your time with even though you're out in, in Calgary in that area it does not matter because it you know you're just a phone call away everything is not it's just at the fingertips and you are inspired you want to be with people that inspire you so yeah. that's one of the, the turning points for my life too was the self-awareness who is picking me up and who is bringing me down like what are you doing to change how you feel that moment like you're on your laptop and you're like you know what I need more than just doing this so that little yeah. bit of like that's like the little voice inside you that's talking to you and you gotta listen to it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The power of social media really too. Like yeah. just being able to stay in contact with all those people. Like we don't even really chat that much, but I know exactly what they're doing through their posts on social media. So it feels like we're still connected. Oh, 120%, 120%. How do you find balance or how do you find the time to feel that you are <laughs> you know, you're doing what makes you happy. Yeah. That's a pretty, that's a pretty difficult, uh, difficult question. And I'm like, that's one of the things I'm trying to work on, like some sort of course. I feel on like we're always working on that, that, to be honest. Yeah, because I'm like, what have I really done to make it all work? And it's really, it's really about priorities. Um mm -hmm. Yep. So I found it quite easy to kind of keep everything up when obviously I was a stay at home mom and every time she's napping, I had these two hours to do something, but I couldn't leave. Right. So it's not like I, like I had to be home, but I, yeah. you know, so I would put cleaning on the back burner and I would do the things <laughs> that were going to make me a little money or that I would feel good about. Like I, I could care less about a extra tidy house. Right. I, I prefer to share my knowledge with people. Um, so that was pretty easy. Whereas, um, now I've had to make a, like now that I'm alone and working full time and on those days that I am working, it's, it's like, you know, like it's just sleep and work. Um, I have to find the things that are really, really important to me. So a lot of things kind of go in shifts, I guess you could say. So, um, like I'm still working through this divorce and stuff. So that's really taking a lot of my mind up, but I also am very, very connected to the clients that I have right now. So um, I find those are the two that are kind of keeping the most of my mind occupied. So that's what I put that's my awesome. priorities on. Yeah, um, totally. And then, and then, yeah, my place is always in the pigsty and you know, I, forget about things and I love that you're whatever. basically saying that you're not no one's perfect like that's yeah and you know when your triggers are going to start coming like we're like oh so you know how to shift it like that's like that's yeah. what I mean like you know how to work with the stuff that's being presented to you 
exactly. So I have quite a few clients right now. And so I'm, I'm putting a lot of focus on that. And then honestly, I don't have these huge fitness goals right now. So I don't go to the gym now six times a week. I go three times a week. And that gives me that extra time to do the things that are important to me at this moment. So I am like, and then that kind of evolves into what I teach as well. So like right now on my social media, I'm not teaching um, restriction and serious diets and how to get rid of that last five pounds of fat and all that kind of stuff. I'm talking a lot more about flexibility, um, making nutrition and health fit into your life, no matter what your life is. Um, so the things that I'm teaching evolve with what my life is because that's what I can teach. Right. Yeah. And that's what I'm learning. And that's what I find super, super interesting at that moment. So yeah, I evolve what I'm, what, what I'm doing in that current time. So if I were to do another competition, yeah, you follow my journey again. Right. Yeah. And that's awesome into that more strict stuff. So yeah. So I find like, I don't even have any competition clients right now. They're all like me and wanting to, they want to be really healthy and they, they want to fit exercise in and they need accountability to do that. And they have a few pounds to lose, but they don't want to be counting calories and macros and all that kind of stuff. So I'm helping them in that way. So yeah, it kind of evolves with, with my life. And, and of course I have a little bit less time, like I have a new boyfriend now, so it's all like, you have to, not new, I guess it's been over a year, but you have to spend more time with them. And you know, like there's, it just seems more like I'm more occupied with that than I would be if I was married. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So that's that's been one of my priorities too. (laughs) Yeah. That's perfect. So that's awesome. And I love that you brought into the the lifestyle of, you, you know, you don't need to be going to the gym crazily. You don't need to restrict anything because in the end it's all about just feeling healthy and happy and just feeling because like food is one of our social parts of our life yeah so one of the things that I want to ask you is when a client you know when someone comes up to you and says you know I just feel so frustrated and confused because there's all these fad diets out here I don't know what to do what do you tell them do you (laughs) hi sweetie (laughs) do you just make it one habit at a time um so what I do with my clients is on the, on the first time that I talk to them on the phone, um, I'll usually find out what they like. So um, I get them to, you know, show me a couple of days of what their diet is, where they are now, how much weight they feel like they have to lose, um, what their lifestyle is, uh, what their work schedule is, what equipment they have to work with all that kind of stuff like just basically everything so I can make them the perfect plan for them like and that's the key is if it's not for them they're not going to stick to it if I tell someone that hates um fatty food like uh, get avocados and peanuts and all that kind of stuff I'm not going to tell them to do a keto diet like there's no way they're going to stick to it so if I find out somebody you know really really craves carbs and you know is pretty good with their um like decent with their protein and um doesn't like fats then I will encourage them to have a little bit more like I have a minimum especially for women I only work with women um for a certain amount of fats in their day but um I'll teach them that they don't have to be scared of carbs you know it's more about uh you know making sure the the type of carbs that they choose and, um, and making a balance. So a lot of the people I'm working with, I work just on, you know, the plate. Um, 
you know, uh, cut it into a half and then quarters and, you know, half of that plate should be vegetables and a quarter of it should be some healthy carbs and a quarter of it should be meat. Right. And it just allows them to not have to track. You just look at your plate. Does it look like what Steph told me to do? And as long as the choices they made in those foods are good, then they're good to go and they're going to feel better and they're going to be able to work out more because they feel better. And it just kind of all comes together. Whereas if I have someone that tells me like, I am obsessed with salad dress, like oil and vinegar salad dressings and avocados and peanut butter, well, then I'll kind of push them towards doing something keto, you know, and, um, and see how it works. You, you know, I usually talk to them once a week, but I usually make them stick to something for about two weeks before we make a decision on whether it's working for them or not. I always ask them about compliance as well. So if they have, if we have a plan for them and they did not follow it that week, you don't get any new, new programs from me because you got to stick to it to see whether. So yeah, like I just, I, I choose stuff that will work for them long-term because that's the biggest problem with diets nowadays is people will see amazing results and but it's, and it was because they were really, really determined to get to that result in the matter of three months, but it, it wasn't what they were comfortable with. So as soon as that's done, you know, it all goes to shit. <laughs> yeah. And then they're right back where they started. Cause they don't, they didn't develop habits that are good for their lifestyle. Why is it that you think, and this is just me asking a question, because why, and this was me too, why is it that we have to make things seem like it's way more complicated and harder than it should be? You know, like, I, I love that approach that you're doing. I do with all my clients. It should be the, when I get them to start off, it should be so simple. The tasks that I ask them to do, like drinking water in the morning, right before they get out of the bed. That's basically what I want. But yeah. it's like they want more, but they can't, they think that it should be, that it doesn't, it feels too easy. Like I want something more challenged, but it is a challenge. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and that's one of the key things I think as a coach is to slow them down a little bit because um, I actually posted about this just the other day, like expecting those results immediately. And I mean, you can see results pretty quickly, but that takes pretty drastic measures, which like there's, there's no way you can continue doing it. It's like the last four weeks of prep for a competition. Like just about there to say is that, yeah. no way, there's no way you can keep doing that or you can, but you would be very unhealthy and your body would just like shut down. Cause it wouldn't like, it just wouldn't be processing things properly. Your adrenals would be overtaxed. Your, yeah. you know, your thyroid would probably start messing up with your hormones and all these things so like slow and steady and you know I almost think sometimes when people are making a big investment in their coach and stuff like that they're wanting it to be quicker because they're spending money or or something like that but that's just not the way that it should be like you should be doing it in a healthy way you should be doing it slowly and you should be adopting these the really really important ones like water or you know choosing the right types of foods and stuff you should be like locking those down before you move into the more complicated things and if you can't lock those down what makes you think when you throw in a bunch of other stuff that you're going to be able to lock down those easy things because you haven't even locked those down yet like prove to me that you can do the simple things and then I'll throw more at you you know for sure so like because those habits are ones that you have to keep forever like not just for your health but your, your skin your hair your like everything like water is like 
I don't know, life, <laughs> a little bit of life. <laughs> I'm not thinking of it quickly, but, but yeah, it's, uh, I just think people re- expect these results too, too fast. Totally. And I and also, marketing, yeah, sorry. No, you go first. And marketing sells it that way, right? Like yes. people, people will buy, lose 20 pounds in a week, you know, people won't buy, lose, lose 20 pounds in a year and a half. Like, <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. But that's the work. truth. That's what you should be doing, you know? So not in a year and a half, but you know what I mean. I um, totally do. Slowly. Yeah. And to say that for me, for, for when I started my fitness journey, when I first started competing, to the approaches, like every one did not last long when I was competing because you were doing it for certain reasons then. You won certain results. But then lifestyle and the way you felt you know, it was up and down like a yo-yo of uh, your energy. And in the end, yeah. you know, what is your outcome? What do I want? I want to feel not like I'm afraid of food. I want to enjoy social. And it took a long time for me to even think that way in my, since my, since how I started. So to say it now, it's like, yes, it is a long, it took me a long time. It's not just an overnight. Everyone thinks it's an overnight success. If you're a fitness coach or a nutrition coach or whatever mm-hmm. that, but it's literally taken almost 10 years feeling like the life should, it should be so simple. It like the, the way that you having your habits and two weeks and taking it slowly so that you can build it so that you can get to where you want to be. Yeah, exactly. And one of the other focuses I do take as a coach, like some people don't like being in the gym. So, I mean, they can, you know, stay active in any way that they want, but I do, um, I do promote doing some weights because usually they're look, they're not necessarily looking to be smaller, but they're looking for a different shape. So, you know, it's very hard to just lose weight and expect your shape to change in any way. Whereas if you're working with the weights and you're building certain areas of muscle, and I know women get really scared about, you know, if they lift weights, they're going to get really big and all that stuff. But like, I've been working out since I'm 18 and I think I probably put on 10 pounds of muscle. Like it's, I'm 37 now. Like it doesn't come on easy. And, but no, it does change long time. Day. Like I, like I'm still pretty much like a boy. Like I have, like I'm a stick, but, um, but I've changed it a little bit, you know, like, and I always wanted to have a little bit more of a curve, like a normal woman. Yeah. So I had to build my glutes and, you know, I had to make my shoulders a little bit wider to make you know, that shape yep, that, and, um, sure, yep. that would have never happened without the gym. So that's something I do kind of promote. Um, even if people are, I love that. Bit, like try to get them to do something at home or whatever it may be that might build a little bit of, of shape. For sure. And I totally agree with you. Weights are so important. I love, I'm a, I love power lifting. I loved doing lifting heavy and yeah, I'm still like a, I'm still small with like a little bit of biceps. I've always had like the legs, but at the same time, that shape would not have ever happened that I have if it was not for the weights. And it's just great for the bones. Like your bones need to learn how to lift and to know how to maneuver and learn how to sit and stand. Cause yeah, most we're so sedentary in how we do a lot of things. And a lot of people, and it, and I, I see this so much now and it's hard to say this out loud. So, but because I believe in what I'm seeing, a lot of people don't even have a butt because they sit down so much now. Not many people feel like they can stand up for a whole day now because they sit so much. So yeah. it is. Well, actually, I have like a sidebar on that, which is, it's kind of random. But um, at my work, obviously, I sit down all day. I'm a, I'm a, I work a 12-hour shift. So, um, but we have 
we, they do have the desks where we can stand up, sit down, you know, we can change the height of them. And right. through the first little while, I was just totally lazy. I just sat down and like the weight just like, you don't realize when you, you go from a flight attendant where you're walking all day to sedentary job, like, like you have to change the way you eat or the pounds are going to come on. And I didn't change the way I ate. So the pounds came on. And, um, so now I'm, I'm at least three hours, like at my beginning of my shift, I try to stand for that first three hours. And, um, it's something that I teach clients a lot and I teach it on my, my Instagram and Facebook page, but tension through your muscles. So like your, it's totally sidebar. Your body has no idea how much weight you're lifting. It knows how much tension is going through your muscles and how hard you're squeezing them. And you tend to have to squeeze them harder if you're lifting a heavier weight. That's just the way it works, right? So um, I there's a woman named Teresa Tapp. I think it's Teresa. The last name's Tapp anyway. So it's a tap method. Um, it's different from like the tapping that you'll hear where you like you tap your yeah, yeah exactly. No. It's a little bit different than that. It's more of a um, so I'm standing there at my desk writing flight plans, and I will be squeezing every muscle in my body as hard as I can for 10 seconds and then I'll release, keep doing my work, you know, and then I'll go back to squeezing everything as hard as I can. So I'm like, I'm trying to flex my back. I'm trying to um, do my glutes, my quads. And this has actually been pretty helpful to me because I haven't been able to work my legs for months because I've had a hip injury. Um, so I can't do the movements, but I can do the tension still. So the days that I really work hard on that, I will be sore the next day. Like my legs wow. sore just from doing this maybe for, you know, a minute on or 10 seconds on 10 seconds off for like 20 minutes, you know? Um, and it just, and I'm actually out of breath. Like if you really like squeeze everything, it's like, it's almost like a workout. And I find that for anyone that's got a desk job, if they have a desk like that, that you can stand up, it's like, it's just that extra, that extra you can go by actually doing exercise while you're standing there. And it's like, you're standing there anyway, you may as well squeeze a little bit. <laughs> Totally. And I've, yeah. I've noticed, uh, like, that's the only exercise my legs have gotten since I started, and they're not, like, they're not horrible, like, they're not what they used to be, but um, it's just one of those suggestions I would have for people that are sedentary all day, if they have that option, to just squeeze the heck out of everything <laughs> a few times a day, and you'll feel like you've got something done. Oh my god, that is so clever. <laughs> <laughs> I right? love that. Yeah, it, it's worked for me, and not only if, like, it's, even it's, it's a mental thing, too, like, yeah, I don't exactly. feel down that I didn't get my workout in, because I did something, and I'm tired, and my muscles are sore, you know, like, I did something, um, it wasn't a huge calorie burn or anything like that, I'm not gonna lose any weight doing it, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, like, for me, more of a mental thing than anything, because I get pretty cranky if I've missed a lot of workouts. I wasn't doing anything anyway. I could have stood up, you know. <laughs> I feel so guilty. So uh, that's yeah. that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, on that note, I have one more question. Okay. So my question to you is, what are the three nuggets? If someone you know is feeling down, feeling like super self-conscious, super is not feeling happy in their life where they're confused and low confidence, all that stuff. What are three things that you could give them three nuggets to help them get to where they need to be? Oh boy. Um, yeah. One of them would be reading. Um, 
there's no one who hates reading more than me. I almost think that perhaps I'm dyslexic because like it takes me forever. So I just choose not to read. If it's fitness, I can read for days. But if it's just like a regular book, I can. But I've been taking up a lot of um, self-improvement type books. And um, it, like I have photos of it actually as a future post or something like that. But it takes me forever because I will highlight, I will take notes, I will do all sorts of things of like what really resonated with me and what like certain things that I would want to read over again that would make me feel good. Um, so I've been reading a lot of those self-improvement type books, even on business on, I got a random one from my boyfriend that was called drive. And it was like, I don't run a, I don't run a company like WestJet or something like that, but it was about, um, motivating employees and stuff like that. But you can use that in any part of your life. It doesn't have to be for employees and stuff like that. So I used it to motivate myself, you know, <laughs> like, um, so books for sure. Um, I wouldn't be, I would never ever again worry about spending money on um, like a counselor or a psychologist. Um, mine is very, very expensive, but um, she's, she's so amazing. And I'm not embarrassed to say I go to a psychologist because like I'll go in and, um, and I only go to her when I feel like overwhelmed with something and a lot of it happens to be and I think a lot of women are this way where they um they're spoken to in a certain way and they I think women are getting stronger and stronger and I'm one of them where you have to stick up for yourself and then it just it really ends up worse for you because that person is never gonna they're reacting that way and they're saying that to you because of them not because of you 100%. so if, if you try and react back and explain anything they're not going to hear it so if I've had a bad week and I've had trouble with my ex or I've you know had trouble at work or whatever it may be and I've taken things in a certain way I'll go in there and she'll be like how is your week and it'll either be like I think I did really good this week or I'll burst into tears one or the other and then she'll just be like oh Steph what happened right yeah and then I'll, t I'll tell her what happened and she'll teach me how I should like how I should have reacted to that step by step and how I should react to it next time so that it doesn't weigh on me so bad hundred um, percent yeah so I mean I don't think those are things that you can really learn from you could learn from them from a book but you're not given the tasks that week to practice it and uh, he was worth every cent of the $190 an hour that I spend, you know, um, yeah. I will never take that back. And she'll always be in my back pocket for those bad weeks. And it, it only helps you be a better coach, a better person. I think vulnerability and letting yourself know that it's going to be okay. And it's okay to go do all these things. I think that's probably one of the most powerful things, because I mean, the more control you, you feel like you have to have, the more you're going to lose control. So, and yeah. it only helps you understand the situation better because from someone's outside point of view is mm -hmm. completely different than what's inside your head at that moment. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Exactly. So like my advice would be if, if you're struggling with the way someone's treating you in your life, um, I'm not saying you can just take it. Like, I'm not saying that, like I, started using the stuff that she taught me and like I left, you know, like I, um, and now I have ways 
like anybody that's treating you in a wrong way in your life, it's, it's about them. It's not about you. Um, all you can be is be the best person that you can be. And if someone treats you like crap, then, you know, that's, that's, that's their thing. You don't have to worry about that. You just have to remove yourself from the situation and not make it worse by reacting in a way that's going to put their guard up type thing. So that's, you know, one of the big things that I've learned definitely over time. And, um, I think the last one would be something that, you know, I think everybody has to adopt is just don't sweat the small stuff. Like if you have things that are imp- like decide who's really important to your life. Is it, you know, your husband, your kids, your, your job, whatever it may be. And if there's issues going on in those areas, take care of those. Don't worry about doing the laundry. Don't worry about cleaning your house. Don't worry about having a dirty car those things can wait, take care of the stuff that matter and don't get stressed out about this list is that's building. Like I, when I make lists, I, I put what's most important to get done that day. And if I feel like sitting down and watching TV for a couple hours, instead of finishing folding the laundry, like usually I live out of the dryer. <laughs> I just fluff it and then I grab something and I, it never totally gets good. Never. I'd rather watch TV. My but, laundry uh, is folded and still in the, 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 the yeah. bin right now because exactly. Exactly. The yeah. worst thing is putting it away. <laughs> so yeah, like don't worry about that stuff. Honestly, if you need a little bit of time to yourself and you've gotten all those things that are really important to you, like picking your kid up or picking your kid or, you know, that kind of stuff. And don't worry about the rest of stuff. Like, it'll get done. It'll get done. There's, you'll have a major day off that you look at things and you're like, oh my God, I can't live in this mess anymore. And you'll clean it up. But until that time, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So true. <laughs> it's going to get done at the end of the day or a couple days later. It does not need to be done right at this moment because it's going to yeah. be there always. Like those things yeah. that are, they're always going to be there. 120%. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so those are my three that. nuggets. I'm sure I can those come up huge. with more, but off the top of my head, that's what I would say. Those are great ones. I I think that that will someone will resonate for sure with one of those, if not maybe all of them. Who knows? But those just show that you know that you don't need to be perfect all the time. You just need to be able to understand where you're at and just take action and do something about it. I love yeah. that. Well, actually on a sidebar too. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, you do <can> it, girl. <laughs> I thought of another one. <laughs> um, uh, if you have something that's super, like that you know relaxes you. Like for me, um, in my last relationship, I think one of the things that we didn't get along on is we didn't agree on what we wanted to spend money on. So he liked stuff. I liked experiences. So I like to travel. I like to see the world. I like to do that and this and that and this and that. So what I did last year when it was very, very, very stressful on me, I, it doesn't matter how you, like you can always find a way to make some money or borrow from your parents or whatever it may be. But if like the vacations I took last year were like life changing to me, like it just, um, yeah, it's like the things I saw, the way I learned, like, I learned so much about balance and nutrition that year too, because I was traveling so much and I was enjoying food for once and realizing that my body's not going to completely fall apart if I have, you know, a week in Italy drinking wine and like, that's an experience. You got to take it. Right. Um, 
and all the other vacations that I took were just so rejuvenating to me. And I came back and I was able to deal with those stresses in my life a little bit better than I was before. Cause I just, I was just able to tune life out for a week exactly. and come back. So, I mean, I know it can be very difficult to come up with funds when things like that are coming, but there's way to do it. There's ways to do it cheap. I have a friend that actually, uh, that I work with, she went to Hawaii this week. Uh, she has no hotel. She just rented the car and she's doing car camping for a week in Hawaii. <laughs> wow. So like costing her whatever, the rental car and a flight and she's car camping. And like, there's ways to get it done. There's ways to make these amazing experiences. There's ways to get away from work or your stresses and then just come back ready to. You remind me of Elizabeth Gilbert, Eat, Pray, Love right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? Exactly what she went through, what she felt. It is like going through those experiences are where your best learning and you're, you realize, that's when you realize that the stuff that is in your head, they don't matter anymore because in the end, like the, the, those thoughts like are stopping you from growing and being open and accepting like, you know, that this is the situation, what can I do? And when you're in those moments, there's nothing but you're in a, you're so present, you're in your being. I love that. Totally. totally. That's, so that's number that's, four. Oh, <laughs> uh, those are, those are amazing. I love every single one of those because I mean, you're, you're so you're so brave to be able to share all those things and you realize that those things that you're only going to empower and help so much more women and that's why you're someone that I just think is amazing, courageous, adventurous, smart, beautiful and I just thank you for taking the time to be here with me sharing your experience and helping someone that's out there that will that needs this because this is what Relove and Rise is about is learning to re-love yourself and growing into the person that you want to be and know that you can be and you're definitely that person that has you know saw the crap but has also saw it and has done something so that she can only be the more amazing and strong and beautiful. Oh, thanks for having me. And thanks for those sweet words. I appreciate it. Uh, you're welcome. And I will talk to you soon. Love the episode of the Relove and Rise podcast? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is really appreciated. If you would love to connect with us, head over to reloveandrise.com. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter for more free materials. See you on the next episode.